What is up, everyone? Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night. Tomorrow is game day, Cowboys game day for the Dallas Cowboys. 3.25 p.m. Central. We'll talk about it tonight on the show. We'll share some game predictions. We'll try to get back in the winning way uh, in betting the Cowboys because we have had a rough, rough, rough slump in betting the Cowboys. But tonight... We'll talk about the one bet that we are making on this Cowboys versus Raiders game. We'll also talk about Micah Parsons a little bit. And of course, the final game prediction in true primetime fashion. As you guys already know, the blind recap. Recapping the game as if we have already seen it. Welcome, Asmodeus. Welcome, Tom Downey, Burner account, and everyone who is watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. As you walk into the show, make sure you hit the like button, and of course, share the show if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Let your friends know about primetime. Let's start the show officially, now that more of us are here. Here we go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way throughout the entire 2021 season, make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas, especially tomorrow, guys. We will have a ton of articles as we get ready for the Cowboys Raiders game available on adcsports.com slash Dallas. And actually, some ADC sports writers having fun with it. Uh, they will have an article tomorrow in terms of which Dallas Cowboys player represents which Thanksgiving food. So make sure you check that out. That will be a little bit funny. Make sure you check that out. But also... Cowboys content previewing the actual game. And of course, if you, are, if you are into the Dallas Mavericks, you can also check out your Maps content there with Ian and Alec, who do a tremendous job covering the Mavericks for ADC Sports Dallas. What is up, guys? Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining the show. What is up, Miranda, over there on Facebook? Billy the Kid as well. Kenneth Fraser, happy Thanksgiving to you too. Charlene Evans, good evening, Mauricio, Stevie Mac, and fans. Thank you, Charlene Evans, for joining the show. Ronnie, of course, over at YouTube, and all of you, all of you. We'll talk about the game. It is a big game, but first, a few injury updates because there are important news for the Dallas Cowboys. I would start off by saying Donovan Wilson is headed to injured reserve with a chest-slash-shoulder injury, so that will keep him out for at least three games. As you guys already know, it is not the first time that Donovan Wilson misses time this 2021 season. Now, it is not a big concern for me because I am expecting the Cowboys to be able to compensate for Donovan Wilson's absence. The Cowboys have four good safeties on the team, including Wilson himself. So I think that, you know, Jaron Kears, Demonte Cassie, uh, Malik Hooker really give the Cowboys a lot of flexibility at safety. It is far from ideal, but it is not a big concern for me. However, it sucks for Donovan Wilson. It cost him so much to get back on that playing field. And then when he finally did 
he's out for at least another three weeks. And Donovan Wilson, the fun thing about him is he doesn't care. He is going to hit the opposing players, and we know that, and we love that about Donovan Wilson's game. But he's headed to IR, so the Cowboys will not have him for at least three weeks. Tyron Smith, however, in positive news, is back. He carries no game designation on the final injury report, which means he's ready to go versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Big for the Dallas Cowboys offense. Big reason why they struggled versus the Chiefs was the fact that they couldn't get decent blocks over at left tackle. Of course, Terrence Steele has done a good job overall for the Cowboys as a backup, you know, as the swing tackle of the team. But Tyron Smith is such a difference maker, and it will be great to have him in time, just in time to, to face Max Crosby and Janik. So that is big news for the Dallas Cowboys. He is back. Now, CeeDee Lamp actually sounds like he has a shot at coming back tomorrow. We really don't know yet. He's still questionable. He was limited in today's practice, but the Cowboys have not ruled him out yet. He has to be approved by the club doctor, the club doctor, and of course, by the independent neuro expert. So we have to wait for that. I don't know about CeeDee Lamb. Like I keep hearing about this optimism around the Dallas Cowboys organization, but I just cannot, you know, I cannot expect him to be back. Like, I will be very surprised if he's out there. And maybe I am going against the evidence because there are a lot of positive and optimist reports on CeeDee Lamb. So he might just be back in time for the Raiders game. Of course, would be huge for the Cowboys if he is because it just opens up so much more possibilities for Michael Gallup and the rest of the receivers, right? Instead of having Gallup be the guy that the Raiders are bracketing all game long. Sid Lamb, protect that young man's brain, says Tom Downey's burner account. Hey, and that is actually something that I kind of agree with. And I, I don't mean kind of agree with in terms of, yeah, let him play with a concussion. But what I mean is, if he plays, I mean, I, I got to assume that it is because he can. Because we can, you know, accuse the NFL of a lot of, of things. But I think that their concussion protocol is pretty on point and the fact that they have an independent neurologist be involved in this whole process like if CD comes back in time for the Raiders game I will just assume that it is because he actually can I will be an optimist about that uh, what is up Stevie Mac reminding people to hit that like button and of course share the show if you are here in in, in prime time burner account making a big question saying does Mexico celebrate Thanksgiving not really, no. Like, there are some families that do, but it is not their norm, definitely. It is more of an American holiday. No, no doubt about that. I will tell you what, though. I, I kind of celebrate it, though, because I, I sit on the couch all day and watch NFL, college football. I love the college football games even more than I love the NFL games on Thanksgiving. Of course, the exception are the Dallas Cowboys. So other than that, the other two games I usually don't care as much for, but I watch a lot of college football on Thanksgiving. Uh, there was a, a few years, there were a few years in which actually my, my father put together some dinners more than anything to get us to watch football with some guests. But other than that, we don't really celebrate Thanksgiving a lot here on Mexico, to be honest with you. 
But I, I, I will never forget one of those dinners, though, was in 2015 when the Tony Romo injury. However, happy Thanksgiving to you all. Even if I, you know, even if you're in Mexico, we don't directly celebrate it. I know it's a great holiday and happy Thanksgiving to you all. Tomorrow night, by the way, we will not have a primetime show. Of course, we need to give you the space to celebrate with your families and, you know, have a nice time. So tomorrow night, no primetime show, but we will be back on Sunday at 8 p.m. Central Time, hopefully, to discuss the latest Cowboys win over the Raiders. By the way, that 2017 game, that, that 2017 game versus the Raiders, I don't know why I was remembering it today. It was a wild game. The Jeff hit tackle over uh, Derek Carr that forced the fumble in the end zone for a touchback. The index card moment between the referees, that was just an insane game between the Cowboys and the Raiders. Hopefully, we get a little bit of that insanity, huh? I think. Uh, Stephen White, what is up? Thank you for being here in the show. Also, Dallas Young, what is up? And uh, Charles, of course, over there as well in, in, in the YouTube chat saying, we will have City looking very good so far for him. It, it is looking like there's a lot of optimism regarding City Lamb. I, I'm, still, I'm still sitting in this, you know, take off. I will be surprised if I see City Lamb because... It is a short week, and to get back from a concussion, that would be impressive by CD Lamp. And maybe I don't want to get disappointed, so I'm just assuming the, the worst, and I will be surprised if he plays, and if not, I will be ready for it. I will be ready for the Cowboys to go out there in a lot of 21 personnel and 12, uh, and 12 personnel and try to establish. Not, 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 I don't like to establish the run term because I don't believe in it, but try to run the ball efficiently and try to make the Raiders respect the Cowboys' run game in the box. We'll see about that, and it will open up the Cowboys' passing game, hopefully. Try to avoid Michael Gallup getting any kind of double coverage because that is what I am the most afraid of. Uh, what is up, Grank, over at YouTube? I am 22 years old to answer your question. Thank you for joining ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. Now, let's talk about Michael Parsons. Let's talk about Michael Parsons, but before we do that, make sure you hit the like button, by the way. I think that Parsons, he has had some big, big games already, but this is feeling like it, this might be the biggest for him versus the Raiders, mainly for two reasons. Number one, I think after looking at it more in depth, I do believe that Michael Parsons will be on that football field, lined up at the edge, rushing the passer. I think that the Cowboys will put him on that position for this game first and foremost. But of course, we're talking about Michael Parsons here, so that will not be his only exclusive role. We will see Parsons, in my opinion, drop into coverage in a few snaps. And this really feels like a big spot for him because he will likely be facing Raiders right tackle Brandon Parker. And Brandon Parker has not had a good season this year for example last week he was he had a very high grade from pff but to be honest i don't think that brandon parker is that athletic right tackle that can handle michael parsons speed more more than anything i think that parsons will kill him with his speed on the edge and also parker has had some rough moments i don't know if you guys saw the clip of this right tackle and i will tell you word by word what the commentator actually said on the tv broadcast he said Brandon Parker tries to block Hubbard, 
ends up blocking the air and ends up in the ground. He says something like that, maybe not word for word, but yeah, Brandon Parker out there blocking for air, then falling to the ground. Really a rough spot for the Raiders' right tackle. I do think that Michael Parsons should be able to dominate that matchup. And even though that play is a little bit silly, I'm not talking about that play only. He has had some rough moments as well. Three pressures allowed, for example, versus the Bears early in the season. He has had some bad moments overall. He has not looked great at right tackle. Now, he was not the original right tackle for the Raiders. It was rookie Alex Leatherwood. But Leatherwood was actually moved to the inside. So a little bit of a, 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 a definitely an offensive line that has been shuffled. But facing Parker is not the only thing that I that makes me believe that Michael Parsons might have his biggest game of the season versus the Raiders. The Raiders, and we briefly touched on this last night, are targeting Darren Waller a lot at tight end. They're targeting their running backs out of the, the backfield a lot as well. And they don't have much going on the offensive side of things in terms of wide receivers ever since the Henry Rocks accident. Hunter Renfro, of course, is a player that plays first and foremost on the inside. So to me, in those plays in which Michael Parsons drops back into coverage, I think that Parsons will be consistently in position to make plays on this game. So I'm really expecting a big game from Michael Parsons. And this actually brings up a question that I have for you guys. Michael Parsons is currently sitting at eight sacks after 11 weeks of the season. Do you think this is true or false? Micah Parsons, and he, he has a shot. He really does. Will break the 14.5 sacks rookie record in the NFL this season. The rookie record is 14 and a half. Micah Parsons, through 11 weeks, is sitting at 14 and a half. True or false? Let me know your thoughts on that. The Cowboys still have seven games left to go. I think there are a few interesting questions here because I, I am a little bit conflicted on this question. Here is why. I think he can do it. I think that the ability is there for him to do it. There's a reason why he is one of the NFL leaders in pass rush win rate, even though he does not classify for ESPN's leaderboard because he has not had that the snaps required for him to be eligible. But other than that, he's up there with players like Miles Garrett. And I mean, and if you are up there with a guy like Miles Garrett, when you are not a full-time pass rusher, that should tell you a lot about where Parsons is at. But also what makes me what, what makes me hesitate on saying true is that once Randy Gregory gets back and the Marcus Lawrence gets back, that I know that, you know, we've been waiting for that D-Law return for a long time, but it's finally looking like it's arrived versus the Saints. D-Law is expected to be back with the Cowboys. Like, I don't know if that pushes Michael Parsons back to middle linebacker. And if it does, what does that mean for him uh, in terms of producing sacks? So I will say true. I will say true. I will be a little bit optimistic on, on this one. But what makes me doubt it is, uh, you know, what his role would be will be once 90 and 94 comes back. Absolutely, says Scotty King. Asmodeus goes with true. Burner accounts is going to say no, but will be close. Peter Riso says true. Uh, Dallas Junk says that's a high number, but true. <laughs> hey, he's a good player, right? Gabriel Griffin goes with true as well. 
mm, I don't know what's going on in the. There's a lot of food conversations going on at YouTube. I appreciate that. What is your favorite Thanksgiving food, by the way? That's I think that's what you guys are discussing in the chat. I was asked this today by the ADC Sports Dallas crew. And even though, as I was saying, even though it is not that big here in Mexico, mashed potatoes are the way, are the goat for me. In my opinion, mashed potatoes forever. And mac and cheese, of course, if we're talking Thanksgiving sides, but I, I picked mashed potatoes in that conversation. Uh, I'll say no, says TV Mac, but Parsons will be around 11 to 12 sacks, which is still nuts. And I agree with Stevie Mac primarily because of what we're talking about, right? The fact that Parsons is, is not supposed, was not supposed at least, to be a full-time pass rusher. Uh, I like to go fishing as a sport, but not big on eating fish, says Charlene Evans. If you want to know a fun fact about me, I don't like seafood at all. I don't like shrimps. I don't like uh, fish. Uh, I, I don't eat any of that. I don't know why. Maybe that's like a weird thing, but yeah. Uh, Charles says, fam, you all know I talk positive for our team no matter what, if we win, no matter if we win or lose. Uh, I like Yams colored greens, says Cody King. Uh, Parsons doesn't play with his food. <laughs> and someone said uh, earlier in the show, of course it was Tom Down, his burner account. What was it, burner? Was it his daily Parsons quote was, Michael Parsons can kill two stones with one With, with one bird. <laughs> potato salad. We have no mashed potatoes, says Charles. Side ditches tamales. Hey, I'm all for tamales, though, as Lunatic is saying here in the chat. I don't want to sound like a stereotype, but I, I do love tamales. <laughs> I do love tamales. Anyways, guys, moving on to betting the Cowboys. Guys, we started the season five and one, and it, I am ashamed to tell you that we are currently sitting at five and five. <laughs> In our season bets, we we got uh, we got off to a hot start, but the regression is hitting us hard right now. And the Cowboys have not covered the spread in a while. But even when I've gone against the Cowboys, I have been burnt. For example, I took the Vikings when Cooper Rush was going to be the quarterback for the Cowboys, and then we took the Falcons team total over at 22 and a half. It seemed like a good number. Since then, the Falcons have literally scored three points in two games because the Patriots shut them out. So we're we're looking for that bet on this one. And if you guys have one, let us know in the chat. But let's talk about the one bet to make on this Cowboys versus Raiders game. I have mine. Am I confident in it? I don't know. <laughs> we are five and five after starting five and one. But here we go, betting the Cowboys. As you guys know, I'm leaning with the Cowboys. The spread is at seven points. And I'm not entirely sure about it because what, what makes me hesitate on the spread is the fact that I still don't know if CeeDee Lamb is going to play or not. And if he doesn't, I don't know how much the Cowboys are going to rely on the run. So that, that makes me hesitate a little bit on taking the Cowboys spread. But I'm not going to bet Raiders plus seven either because they are a disaster right now. They are they have lost three straight. Derek Carr has played very poor football in that three-game span after looking like a legit starting quarterback at the beginning of the season. So right now, I don't know. As Bernhard account says, we are with the Jason Garrett special. 
500 record so far in the betting world, which is technically a losing record because in betting you have to aim for a about a 52-53% accuracy rate in order to have a profitable betting strategy. Uh, one bet to make, Schultz gets a touchdown to Dallas Junk. I like that one, definitely. I don't do a lot of props though, so I, I usually stay away from props. I don't know, not a part of my betting strategy, but I like any Schultz prop bet though, so I agree with Dallas Young. Uh, Asmodel says, I love my team, but I'm done betting. That's a big spread to stomp down his burner account, especially with Dallas banked up. So, the bet that everyone hates is the bet for this segment. I am taking the under, guys. 51 and a half. I don't know. Seems like a high number to me. I'm not going to take it. I think it will be a little bit of a lower scoring affair. The Raiders usually thought about as this offensive team even though they have not been very efficient in 2021 they have had some big plays though and maybe that's a little bit of a danger play here with the cowboys but ever since henry rocks got into that accident and ever since that whole unfortunate situation took place with the raiders the raiders offense has not been able to find itself and i do think that it has to do with the fact that they don't have a lot of going on the outside with their receivers. Everything that takes place in that Raiders offense is either via running back checkdowns or maybe via Darren Waller on the inside. Stopping Waller will be a big, big task for the Cowboys tomorrow. I think they can get it done. I think they limit the Raiders offense quite a bit. And I expect the Cowboys to also have a lot of these short plays. If, if CeeDee Lamb doesn't play, even more so right because i would expect the cowboys to run the football quite a bit to try to run these 12 personnel packages these 21 personnel packages even maybe so yeah i'm going to go with the under stomp down his burner account says that is his smart bet uh dallas junk says nah jaron q has been doing good things for us against tight ends recently i will not bet my money says charles i i understand that definitely charlene evans i don't know if charlene evans is laughing at my bet or, is he, or if he's laughing at, you know, our record on betting the Cowboys. But I think under is a play to get us back to the world of profitability. So we, let's see if that, if that does happen. Let's see if we can get those returns. And, you know, we still have betting the Cowboys. Uh, I'm sorry. We still have the blind recap. And, of course, one cool thing. So don't leave the show just yet. Drop your final score prediction, though, for Raiders versus Cowboys. Drop it in the chat. Here we go. The blind recap of primetime. As you guys know, we give our game predictions here on primetime. I do, as if we had already seen the game. And there's something that you will not like on my blind recap, but there is another thing that you will. So here we go. The blind recap for Raiders versus Cowboys. It seemed like Deshaun Jackson was wearing green in the first quarter when he scored a 70-yard touchdown on the Cowboys defense for the Raiders. However, that would be the only touchdown of the Raiders in the first half as the Cowboys dominated the run game, dominated the trenches. Max Crosby had a quiet game with only one pressure on Dak Prescott. Zero sacks for Prescott in a bounce-back game. Dalton Schultz goes over 80 yards, 80 receiving yards, as the Cowboys win this game 27 to 17. 
but Deshaun Jackson does get a big play on this one. That is the blind recap of the show. Uh, of course, I have the Cowboys winning the game. I do think that the Cowboys bounce back strong in this one. I do think that the Raiders are in a bad spot mentally right now. And I do believe that the Cowboys being pissed off, going back home, they should get the Raiders. I, I definitely expect them to. Gus Bradley has shown very little willingness to adjust and he's still running his cover tree defense week after week. And I think that the Cowboys can figure out how to attack Bradley's defense. By the way, this is a football game with a lot of interesting matchups. You have Gus Bradley versus Dan Quinn, a little bit of a Legion of Boom reunion over there between these two defensive coordinators. You also have Rich Bisaccia and Rod Marinelli going against the Cowboys, former Cowboys coaches. In, in, in for for Dallas. So yeah, I had the Cowboys 27 to 17 and some of your predictions uh, Burner counts goes with 31 24. His wife though says uh 27 13. I do hope that your wife is right and you are not because that would mean that the under hit. So I'm, I I like your wife's prediction more than your more than yours Burner. Uh, I will tell you that. 34 21 says Asmodeus Peter Risa says 31-21, uh, 24-12 says Dallas Junk. Stephen White says 24-17, close one. Charles says 38-10, blowout for the Cowboys. Hey, I, I don't rule out that the Cowboys get a blowout win. Definitely not. Dallas Junk says we got to establish the run. I do think the Cowboys will aim to run the football quite a bit on this football game. Anyways, before I leave you for the weekend... And I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. What is your one cool thing of the week? It, remember, it can be a personal thing. It can be a professional thing. It can be a sports-related thing. But what is your one cool thing of the week? Usually, I share a lot of sports-related stuff. This time, though, this week, I have a, I have a personal one to share with you. I assume that many of you are, you know, seeing your family. So that is awesome. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. What is your one cool thing of the week? Let me know in the chat, whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or, or of course, uh, you know, Twitter. But anyways, my one cool thing of the week is that my girlfriend got a job offer from, it's an internship offer from Facebook. Man, she's been working hard to get it since ever since I met her and, and, and she, and she did. So that was awesome. Congratulations to her. She has done a tremendous job. So she got that internship offer and he, and she's going to work at least three months with Facebook. And of course now known as Meta, she's a data engineer. So shout out to her and congratulations if she is watching. As Stephen Max says, I'm going to absolutely stuff my face with various amounts of food and not move for about four days. That is a one cool thing. Burner Account says, got an award at work, which is ironic since most people hate accountants. Hey, but accountants are necessary for, for, for the world, man. So <laughs> shout out to Tom Downing. Congratulations on the, on the award. Same to you, Carly. And Jose Garcia says, congratulations. Thank you. I will tell her. Dallas Young says, I'm going to be eating leftovers 
till the Saints game. And that is what's fun about Thanksgiving as well, I would assume. I uh, hope you have a happy Thanksgiving, Mauricio Cerros, Raul de la Garza. Same to you. Congrats to your girlfriend. Thank you, Raul. Uh, Bernard Counts says, congrats. She can take Mark Zuckerberg's job. Hey, maybe she can. It, and hey, you know, she, she deserves it. She deserves it, to be honest with you. Anyways, guys, with that, I will leave you tonight. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you share the show. Charles says, my cool thing is thanking God for allowing us to all be able to see our family off and online. Hey, that is true. If you guys are watching your family online, make sure you enjoy it as well. It is different, maybe, but it is awesome that there's the technology exists for us to actually, uh, you know, do that, right? Seeing the Cowboys play every Sunday and every Thanksgiving, go Cowboys, says Valerie Rodriguez, another one cool thing. And Stephen White says, my girlfriend, Maisela, is my Thanksgiving. That is awesome. So anyways, guys, thank you. Have a great Thanksgiving. Stay, stay safe. As always, you know, don't drink and drive. Remember, we talked about this a few weeks ago. Don't do it. Make sure you enjoy the time with your family. Thank you guys for being on primetime here every night. I really appreciate you guys more than you can know. Make sure you hit the like button, share the show, and I will see you on Sunday night. Have a great weekend and happy Thanksgiving, guys.